This is 69 The Podcast. I'm Dave Haynes. 69 has been covering the digital signage industry since the dawn of man, first online and now as a podcast. The goal on here is to make listeners aware of interesting companies, smart people, and new technology developments, all of them meaningful in making digital signage projects happen. I try to help listeners understand sometimes complicated subjects and why they should care. The podcasts are free and I try to get a new one out weekly, but things happen now and then. The 69 Podcast has been gratefully sponsored and supported since the start by Jeremy Gavin and the fine folks at ScreenFeed, the digital signage content store. ScreenFeed makes beautiful-looking, totally automated content for signage and digital out-of-home networks. Check them out at ScreenFeed.com. 69 has been around since 2006, and the publication and podcast are now owned by Spectrio, which provides customer engagement solutions for business. You can find them at Spectrio.com. Airports and airlines were early adopters of digital signage technology and the whole idea of data-driven messaging, using screens to tell travelers about arrival and departure times and the status of flights and boarding at gates. But digital signage is becoming central to communications not only for passengers, but also for staff. A huge upgrade of Delta Airlines facilities and passenger experience officially opens today at LAX, with the focal point at 250-foot-long horizontal LED ribbon behind the check-in and bag-loading areas at Delta's relocated and renovated terminal. Similar work is being done by Delta for another busy airport in bad need of sprucing up, LaGuardia in New York. I had a chance to speak with Ryan Taylor, who is managing the digital signage side of these projects for Delta. We get into the thinking behind them and how they'll be used, but we also have a broader chat about other ways digital signage is being used in airports by Delta. You've maybe heard about FIDs and GIDs displays, but did you know about RIDs and even SQUIDs? Listen and learn. Ryan, thank you for joining me. Can you tell me what your role is at Delta Airlines and how that's evolved? Yeah, well, thank you for having me, Dave. Um, So my role now is exclusively digital signage. So I um, run a lot of the digital signage that um, you may or may not see. Um, Some of our stuff is in the airports and increasingly so now, but a lot of our stuff is that I do is kind of the back of the house, employee communications. We do a lot of dashboarding and other things. So um, yeah, I am full-time digital signage for Delta Airlines right now. Wow. Is there like a department or are you the, the guy, the one person? Um, no, there's, it, our team is growing. So it's, it's me and a couple of other people and then a whole lot of people that support us um, tangentially, of course. Mm-hmm. But um, right now, there's, there are several other teams that do digital signage. So most of what you see in the gate area is another team. And then, um, like I said, my responsibilities are... Uh, kind of some of the airport areas and then um, mostly back of house. So right now I manage a network of about um, a little less than 1,800 screens, somewhere in that in that neighborhood. Oh, wow. Okay. And uh, does that include back of house and workplace and so on? Yeah. So a lot of, a lot of the employee communication stuff. So we're, um, you know, in break rooms where employees congregate, you know, lobby areas, um, and then, of course, there's a lot of uh, dashboarding that we do for various groups to help them, uh, you know, navigate the operations and specific things to their to their work groups. So um, we're very data intensive. So it's not all the nice, pretty pictures. Some of it's just, you know, pulling data from various systems and giving people 
in work groups the information they need to to do mm-hmm. their jobs effectively. Uh, where are you hived out of a, a, the IT group? That's correct. Yeah, so I'm I'm IT, um, and so we we manage the the infrastructure, the software, and you know build the the experiences for our customers. You know whether they're internal or you know our actual passengers. It's interesting because uh, when you talk about data, the air- airports were probably. You know, you could make the argument they were probably the first uh, venues that really sort of adopted the idea of data integration, and they've been doing FIDS displays and GIDS displays for you know twenty plus years. Yeah, I mean, you can imagine that you know an airline generates a lot of data, right? And mm-hmm. um, you know, data has a has a shelf life, right? Um, especially in a in a real time twenty four seven operation. You know, getting that data to the people that need it is is critical, and making sure your flight is not delayed and that it's on time and it's going where it needs to go, and everybody that needs to be on it is on it. And um, so, yeah, we we do pride ourselves on playing a, a really active role in putting that data in the hands of people that need it. Um, mm-hmm. I like to think of the the dashboards that we do; is they're really heads up displays, right? Um, you know, the ramp people that, um, you know, load the bags and service the plane and everything. We have our RIDS displays out there for them that give them a whole lot of data on that uh, flight that they can't, you know, they don't have access to a computer. So so having a, a display on the ramp that shows where that flight's going, how many bags left to be loaded on, uh, how many passengers, you know, all that data that helps the operation run is is really front and center for them and it uh, has a really positive impact on on how the airline operates so something that we're really proud of yeah that that that's interesting you know being a consumer passenger you know i'm sitting on the plane or i'm sitting in the gate and all that the only screens i ever see in those areas are you know big uh, almost analog led displays that just say which gate it is and maybe it says you know, eight six seven BOS because the flight's going to Boston or something. But uh, the, there's, as you're describing, there's more displays that uh, we would never see that are you know mission critical to the to folks trying to get the plane out on time. Yeah, and so you you can actually see these RIDS displays um, if you're in one of our larger hubs. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're a little hard to see from the you know from the your your window seat, but um, they are there and we're pushing a whole lot of information to those. It's, um, a lot of the data, you know, probably doesn't mean much to a passenger, um, you know, just looking at it, but uh, it means a whole lot to the ramp guys. And even the pilots rely on it, um, even though they have different systems, but it's it's so visible that um, they become uh, kind of integral to the operation, which is, you know, great. You know, it's a great place to be when when the stuff that you're doing is is that valuable. Is is that a new application or have those always been there and I just didn't know about them? Uh, they've been there for a couple of years now. They're about maybe two years old. Okay. Um, so pretty so new. You, yeah, pretty new. Um, and, uh, you know, I can send you some pictures if, if you're interested in seeing them. Mm. Uh, but they're, yeah, they're really, uh, they're really kind of a cool success story. I mean, they, they do serve a very, a very vital role in the operation. 
Yeah, that's going to be my next question is not you've had two years of, of these in action. Have, have you been able to measure the impact and assess the impact of them? <laughs> that's, that's a very good question. And it's one that I wish I had um, <laughs> more data on. I mean, mm -hmm. anecdotally, we know that they are, um, you know, having a positive impact. It's one, it's a, it is a source of frustration for me because I would love to get more data on kind of the before and after, even uh, on everything we do, really. I mean, we just, I don't know if it's just everybody's plates are already so full that going, going through and coming through the data and gathering it is, is just another task that, you know, people don't feel like um, is necessary at this point. Mm -hmm. but everything from, you know, the employee communication side of things, you know, I've always wanted to do a before and after um, survey to see how better informed they are after we put these screens in their break rooms, you know, do they know more about what the company is direction is and you know mm -hmm. things like that or um we do we do signage in the sky clubs that we know um these are actually uh ipads that are on the uh the bars that show the drinks that are on you know offer the the premium drinks we know that they do have an a, an upsell um effect and that bars that have them do sell more premium drinks we just don't have the hard data to back it up because we can't get anybody to provide it for us. Um, <laughs> you know, so it's, it's things like that. Yeah. I would love to be able to point to, you know, some positive ROI stories because it's always hard digital signage, right? Because sometimes mm -hmm. it's, it's not um, readily apparent. Um, yeah. Unfortunately we don't, <laughs> we don't get that much information back. Sometimes. Right. But Anecdotally and just inherently, you would know that uh, you know d down uh, on the ramps and all that, just simply uh, enabling the workers to know where they're at, uh, what the status is, how much time they have, uh, how many more bags to go, or whatever, must be huge for them. It is, yeah. No, I mean it's. I mean, it. We we know from talking to them and from the leadership that, and just from the investment they've made in it, right. Mm -hmm. um, you know, these, these went um, from kind of a, you know, like everything, it starts out as a small POC. And once they see the value, you know, they either hit the gas or they hit the brakes. And um, they hit the gas on those RIDs um, fairly quickly. We went from pretty much zero to um, 200 of those deployments in, in about six months. Hmm. So they're maybe not standardizing on them, but they're, 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 they're becoming a, a fairly normal sort of piece of the landscape. Yeah, no, they um, where we can. So, you know, in the, in the airline world, you know, we can, we have leeway to put these in, in some of our larger hubs where we have more of a presence. Um, and, you know, in some cases we're not allowed to put, uh, you know, if it's right. a common use um, environment that we're not allowed to put them, but um, we have them, uh, in pretty much all our, our largest hubs, which is great to see. Yeah, I guess in airport terms, there are airports uh, where you are a, uh, you know, you, you have gate licenses to be there, but there are other airports like obviously Hartsfield in Atlanta and uh, Salt Lake City and ones where you are a hub where you have your own terminal and everything else, right? Yeah, if we're the terminal operator, we, you know, we, we basically have 
pretty much free reign to do what we want in terms of the technology and everything else that we put on. Um, you know, and you know, like in a smaller station where we only have a couple of flights or a handful of flights, you know, or we're sharing gates with other airlines, you know, that's obviously not as uh, easy to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, digital signage in airports uh, has has been around for a long time. Obviously, uh, there, there kind of been two main activities. There have been the uh, flight information displays and the gate information displays that are, you know, traveler focused and are just saying this flight's going here at this time at this gate and so on. And then there's been a fair amount of new digital signage that's gone in for media companies. But it seems in the last two, three, four years that uh, airports are really uh, and airlines are making an investment in kitting out the uh pre-security areas, doing things at check-in and elsewhere, the, using digital signage, it gives them a lot more flexibility and and uh, the ability to do messaging and everything else. And I was intrigued, and the reason we connected was uh, the work that's going on at LAX. Could you kind of explain that? Yeah. So this, I mean, this is probably the most exciting thing that I've ever been involved with, and it's... Um, In your it's work really- life. In my work life, yeah, yes, exactly. Thank you. Because your wife might be listening. <laughs> yeah, she probably agrees. She's like, oh. <laughs> she hasn't seen much of me lately. Um, the um, work name tag. Yeah, so, so, so the we do the, we do we do the lids, and you know everything in the airport digital signage is in IDS, right? It's you know your flight information displays, so it's. FIDs or GIDs, as you mentioned. So, so really, LIDs have traditionally been the, um, you know, just a single screen behind the counter where you show, you know, I'm, you know, checking in the main cabin or this is for sky priority and, you mm-hmm. know, double segmentations. Um, when they started redoing the LA airport, um, you know, we kind of got involved with our corporate real estate partners and our ACS, which is the airport customer service team that uh, runs the gate counters and everything. And, you know, we wanted to do something that was different, um, that allowed for more than just your your normal screen behind the counter. And that's where we started talking with NanoLumens about putting in a, a digital back wall that was continuous using direct LED um, technology. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it grew from there. So as far as we know, this is the largest single uh, back wall in any airport in the United States. I know Miami has, not Orlando has a um, a much longer one, but it's individual LCDs. Yeah, it's a whole bunch of tiled narrow bezel LCDs. Right. So this is, you know, the, the longest uh, continuous one that we're aware of. So we're mm-hmm. going to claim it. We're gonna we're gonna say that it's, it's <laughs> <Sorry>. the largest. <laughs> but yeah, so it's two hundred fifty feet long. Um, so beyond just the normal, like you know, this is you know for main cabin or um, oversized baggage. You know, this allows us to put a whole lot of more information and branding. You know, it, it's um, the whole idea was to create this wall that had a calming effect in the airport. You know, the airport can be a very chaotic. Um, and sometimes intimidating place, right? It's LAX. 
Yeah, exactly. Right. Like if you've ever flown out of there, it's, Oh yeah. It can, it can be daunting. Right. Um, so, so this gives us a whole new avenue to, um, you know, to promote, promote the brand, but, you know, really inform and, you know, maybe change the, change the mood a little bit in that, in that check-in process. So what you'll see is, in addition to the, the lids information, we'll have, um, there's flight information. So there's actually FIDs embedded in there. Um, there's an innovative new um, meter for the Sky Club to tell you how busy the club is before you even set foot um, behind security. So you can kind of plan, you know, hey, the, you know, the club looks busy. There will be two clubs, so you can choose between them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of a really cool uh, data point on there, but just the just the the imagery and the uh, the videos that we'll be playing behind it will kind of evoke a sense of calm. Um, mm-hmm. it kind of all works together on this really huge, beautiful back wall that stretches the entire length of the uh, ticket counter, which is it's it's pretty impressive. I'm really happy the way it turned out, and uh, we're really excited. The really cool thing about it is there will be a sister um, to this wall coming online very soon in LaGuardia. So LaGuardia will be the next one um, to get it when they open up in in early June. Mm-hmm. These are two terminals that uh, could badly use any sprucing up they could get, right? Well, absolutely, yeah. I mean, these are probably... You know, if you've ever flown out of either one of them, oh, yeah. um, you know how much they needed this investment. And it is a big investment, and we're happy to be part of it. So with the 250-foot wide LED ribbon, uh, are you running a single piece of content at times across the whole uh, swath of it, or is it segmented? It'll be segmented and, and, and most of that's, um, I mean, it, I guess it, from the user, it'll look like it's, it's one piece of content. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually two PCs running the wall. So there's, there's two PCs, um, kind of split the wall in half. So, um, one side driven by one PC, um, it's actually 4k, um, resolution mm-hmm. and then it's, it's banded. So, um, so everything's being reassembled onto the wall in to that linear fashion, mm-hmm. but it will look like one piece of content. the The only reason why we don't have one continuous, like you know, landscape shot would, would be just because it doesn't exist, right? We couldn't find anything longer than um, you know four k four k width to put up there, right. So you'd have to come up with custom creative, and maybe somewhere down the road you do that, but to get going, this will this will do just fine. Yep, absolutely. And the the LAX job it was previewed recently, but it's not actually live yet, right? Yeah, so LAX is going to open April twentieth. Okay, that's when passengers will will start being um, uh, directed to use that space over the old terminal terminal two check in, and that one will be renovated for another airline, I, I believe. But yeah, that'll be our new home, uh, Terminal 3 in, in LA come April 20th. And this is why you're going back and forth a lot between Atlanta and LA? 
That is, yeah. So there's, you know, we're we had the the media event. Um, I guess that was last week. So you know, as you can imagine, there's still a lot of uh, a lot of last minute uh, details to take care of. So we're just making sure that everything is, you know, eyes dotted, t's crossed, and uh, ready to go for April twentieth. Hi, I'm Jeremy Gavin, CEO of Screenfeed. Now, I'm not put off by the fact that you're not listening to this podcast to hear me. Just like audiences to any digital signage, you give your attention to content you find interesting or helpful. That's where my company's green feed comes in. Our sole mission is to make your digital signage network more valuable by making content that is more valuable to your audience. If you'd like to drive more attention to your screens, visit screenfeed.com to explore the 75-plus content options we've created to do just that. And then give us a call. Now, back to the podcast. In terms of the LED wall itself, did you have to do some testing and everything else around what pixel pitch was going to work for viewability of, you know, these are not just ads and not just visuals. You've got to have text on there. So you, I would assume you, you, you have to be pretty careful to make sure the legibility is there so that they, people aren't wondering, does that say 130 or 730? Yeah, no, that's, I mean... This was definitely a learning curve for us. Um, you know, this is our first uh, foray into into using the LED um, technology. And, you know, you mentioned the pixel pitch, which is spot on. I think we're using 2.5 millimeters on this wall. Um, so there is some trade-off, right? Like it, the resolution is pretty good, especially when you're standing at a distance. Customers will be about... 10 to 12 feet away from this when they're actually at the check-in counter Mm -hmm. um, talking to an agent. So it's, you have some distance, but it is still relatively, relatively close. So, you know, we, we did, um, did a lot of testing on the legibility. Um, When we're actually putting data up there, it's really good. Some of the images, you know, depending on how fine they got, you know, tended to, to not be as clear. So where we could, we defaulted to actually printing text from the software instead of putting up an image. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I'm curious if what you're doing will extend into like the uh, automated uh, like baggage loading areas. I don't know what the technical term for that is, but I, uh, one of your rival airlines uh, that rhymes with United uh, in, in Denver <laughs> had uh, a new area open up recently where those conveyors or whatever, where you do your own bag tagging and then you drop them on a conveyor and and they go into something or other. Uh, They they were using LED walls there to uh, sort of segment the different stations and say, this one's open, this one's closed or whatever, or this is for uh, business class, all, all that sort of thing. Are you doing that or looking at that? So, yeah, so we actually have our, there's an express baggage um, lobby in Atlanta, and I believe there's one coming or already in Detroit. Um, We did do a pilot because of the layout of the the one in Atlanta. There's there's four um, kiosks for the self-tag bag drop. Um, So we did use um, some sensors to... uh, to feed a digital display that was in the um, kind of the, the queuing area that would show you which one is, you know, 
occupied and which one is is available. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, it didn't really pan out. Um, it was either too sensitive or not sensitive enough. Hmm. You know, if we, if we set the sensors too sensitive, because it was it was basically looking at a um, an area in front of the, the the screen to tell somebody was standing or the kiosk to tell somebody was standing in front of it. And if they moved out of that fenced off, you know, virtual area, um, if we set it too sensitive, you know, as they're moving around with their bag, it was kind of flickering, you know, it's open, no, it's closed, you know, it's, it's occupied. Um, and then if it wasn't, if we dialed down the sensitivity, then it was, you know, somebody would leave and for too long, it would look like somebody was still there. Um, mm-hmm. So we, we kind of abandoned that, um, that aspect of it, but our, our screens are still there kind of explaining the process and, you know, wayfinding and, and directionally where you go after you drop your bag off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I assume in airports, just like in retail, particularly given what's happened in the last couple of years that, uh, you know, I've been saying a lot that digital signage is even more important than, than prior to the pandemic because uh, there, there's more of an emphasis than ever on self-service, uh, more technologies being introduced and uh, you know, whether it's uh, frictionless shopping or whatever uh, in, in retail, there's, you, you need screens that explain this is what you do, this is how you do it, uh, this is where you go, all those things. So I, I'm, I'm assuming that the journey that starts at check-in uh, you guys are thinking about the full journey all the way to, uh, you know, the boarding ramp of, for passengers and using digital signage to guide them. Yeah. I mean, I, I think you kind of nailed it. I mean, it, you really do have to look at the whole experience from a passenger perspective, you know, from, from curbside to uh, baggage claim and, and on. Um, so there's, there is, a lot of emphasis and there's a whole team that that does um, look at that experience, not just from a digital signage perspective, but from from every aspect of the traveler's journey. Um, and, you know, so we're, we're partnered with them to make sure that, you know, we're aligned with, you know, how we want that passenger to experience Delta and digital signage is a, is a key part of that. Mm-hmm. How, much of a challenge is it? Uh, I, I guess it's it's one thing when you when Delta owns the terminal or or has sort of blanket rights to it or whatever versus ones where you're a tenant in it. How difficult is it to uh, coordinate with all the different systems and displays and data sources and everything else that may be in like uh, a secondary one? I'm pulling one out of the air here. Let's say Kansas City, Missouri, something like that. That you know, may, maybe you're not a hub, uh, but there there are all these systems that you need to work with. That's a good question. I don't know that I have an answer for that because I <laughs> haven't really uh, had to deal with that piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, generally we are brought in after they've already sorted those those kind of details out. Right. Because yeah, I, I would suppose that uh, regardless of what, whether new digital signage is in there. They've always had flight information displays and that sort of thing. Yeah. So in in some, I mean, and I don't really do the FIDs, but, you know, I know that, um, you know, some airports 
they like to use their own fits and their mm -hmm. own data feeds. And then, you know, areas like Atlanta, um, those are our fits. They're, they're managed and owned by us so that, you know, that, and obviously we're just showing our flights on there because we're, you know, you're in our concourse. Um, so I, I, it definitely depends on, on what the airport wants um, or allows us to do versus, mm -hmm. you know, what, you know, I think in our view, we would want to have all our stuff, you know, be owned and operated by Delta. In, in the uh, Sky Clubs, the frequent flyer lounges, are you doing anything beyond FIDS displays? Yeah, so in, in the Sky Clubs, we have, um, so we specifically manage our team on the outside, the, uh, the ladder boards, affectionately called the skids um, for Sky Club information displays. So those are... <laughs> God, I've learned about RIDs and, and skids today. Oh, I'll, I'll tell you all about so, so <laughs> we've, got, we've got more IDs coming. Um, we're, and LaGuardia is getting squids. Um, <laughs> okay, I, I, I have to ask what that is. That. Yeah, squids is security and security queue information displays. Oh, ah, okay. So in LaGuardia, there'll be um, these freestanding totems that let the passengers know that this line is for um, general boarding. This one is for sky priority, for clear, for pre-check. Um, right. So that segmentation. So those will be actually very cool because they're about, those are about 12 feet tall. Um, and they're uh, kind of, I call them uh, monoliths because they're, um, they're triangular shaped and they'll have LED screens on, on two sides of them. Hmm. Uh, they're very striking. They're they're, they're going to be uh, really kind of kind of cool, different looking digital signage, right? Not your normal um, sixteen by nine. And not to you know, bring up your your brand, you know. I, I do feel like there's going to be a lot more um, digital signage that comes out, especially with the the LED technology that that breaks that mold of the, the mm -hmm. sixteen by mm -hmm. nine ratio, right? Um, which is which I think is great because you know it's become so ubiquitous. Yeah, I'm definitely going off on a tangent here, but <laughs> you know, it, I think I think the challenge, especially in an airport environment, is there is a proliferation of screens, right? You know, if you're you're looking in the gate area, there's there's so many screens hanging down, competing mm -hmm. for your attention. That you know, if we could rethink that and figure out a way to to make it less cluttered and clean up the, uh, the gate area. I think that would help with some of the, you know, just the, the chaos of visual stimulation that, that you can be kind of bombarded with. Yeah. I think that the chaos and, and reducing that is, has got to be, you know, the, the, the biggest goal of any of this sort of stuff in something like an airport. And I, I, really appreciated when uh, I think it was Orlando airport, they started using flat panel displays at the TSA, TSA screening areas that would say, you know, this line's for uh, business class and, and so on and so on. And if, if things changed and a new line to open up or whatever, the screens would automatically reflect that. And just anything like that operationally, that makes the journey a little easier and a little less uh, irritating. Uh, mm -hmm. I think is amazing. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, it, I 
wholeheartedly agree. I mean, I think there's there's a lot that can be done to to inform, but but also you know make it just a little more palatable, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think one of the dangers with digital signage is it's it's easier than ever to put up a screen, right? I mean, it's the cost has come down, and you know, especially with these these large format um, LED screens. You know, even in your cityscape, you know, you're 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 running the risk of saturation to the point. I mean, I don't think it's there yet, but in certain places it can be where you're you're creating the that futuristic Blade Runner scenario where there's a screen on every building and you're just overwhelmed with stuff. Um, so we we definitely have to be thoughtful in how we deploy and what we're putting on there and is it useful, right? Is it, mm-hmm. does it serve its purpose or are we just adding to the clutter and teaching people not to look at these things, right? Because that's that's what you don't want to do. Um, yeah, well, I think that's the great uh, example of why airport digital signage is so good because of all those ids and they all have a point, except maybe the advertising, which I, I know you guys don't do, but uh, all those other ones serve some express purpose. Yes. Absolutely. All right, Ryan, this was terrific. Uh, I, I learned a lot today, including about squids. Yeah, squids, squids you'll have to, um, if you ever get to New York, um, you know, I'd love to show you around. If you're ever in Atlanta, we can, we can host you here if you're, if you're interested, because, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff we're proud of and, you know, we can show you, show you rids, we can show you squids. Um, <laughs> By the way, just um, nothing gets me more excited than going to LaGuardia. I know. I know. <laughs> the um, our back walls are speaking of ids. Our these back walls are affectionately called BF BF ids for big friendly lit lids. <laughs> you can um, you can choose another word for friendly if you choose, but uh, that's how we affectionately refer to them. I'll have to start cooking up my own ids. You can get creative with them. You can. (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, Ryan. Thanks again. Yes. Thanks, Dave. It's good talking to you. That's it for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it and maybe you learned a thing or two. If you're new to 69, it's a podcast that's been around since 2016. You can click around the archive and find hundreds of conversations with smart industry people. If you're new to digital signage, you need to be reading 69 at 16-9.net. You'll find more than 8,000 posts by me and expert guest writers about this industry. 169 is not a press release republishing mill, like a lot of this stuff out there. If something makes it on 169, that means it matters in some way to the business. Everything about 169 is free. Great sponsors make my work possible, and the key one here is ScreenFeed, the digital signage content store. Check out all the curated and automated content available at ScreenFeed.com. 16.9, the blog and the podcast, are now owned by Spectrio, which does customer engagement solutions, most of that digital signage, for all kinds of businesses. You'll find them in the Tampa area and online at Spectrio. That's Spectrio.com. You'll find me working out of a sunny back room in my house, located outside Halifax, Nova Scotia, on the east coast of Canada. Thanks for listening. I'm Dave Haynes.